0: Hey, I'm Marcus And I'm Nick We are Working Class Nerds Cue the intro
1: That's right, we are Working Class Nerds, the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information.
0: Today is Thursday, June 10th, 2021, and you can find this 109 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere you can find a podcast in this galaxy far, far away. You can also watch me terribly fail at video games at twitch.tv slash MarcusB814.
1: And soon you can find me playing video games at twitch.tv slash NickBurn51. And... I am at MarcusB814, and he
0: is at Nick Vern on Twitter. And what are we doing today, Nick?
1: (laughs) Well, this week's episode, we're so excited to be joined by the Uplink podcast host himself. It's Sage. So, Sage, how's it going? And what have you been up to?
2: Doing great. Doing great. I'm also very jealous that you got your name on Twitter, at Nick Vern.
1: Yes. I mean, I don't think my, my full name would be way too long to put on a twitter handle if it was it's
2: still pretty impressive
1: nicholas vernadakis it's kind of a mouthful
2: (laughs) but yeah i've just been been practicing for battlefield and then playing minecraft those have been my two go-to things recently and then hopping in and out of battlefront
1: very nice wow
0: so how does one prepare for battlefield
2: uh, terribly. So <laughs> <laughs> going through and playing the older star, uh older battlefield games. So I've gone through playing battlefield one, battlefield five, and then battlefield four. Um, so those have been the the main ones that I've been prepping for. So just jumping in there, playing as much as I can, dying as frequently as humanly possible, and then <laughs> doing it all over again.
1: How, which one's your favorite of those three, four, five, or one?
2: Oh, uh, battlefield one. I, yes. bat, so I, I played battlefield 20 or 1943 or 42 whichever one it was Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what started my journey down here but i took a break from the from the series for quite some time and then battlefield one is when i really got back into things i love the campaign for battlefield one i think it's one of the best campaigns for a multiplayer shooter period
1: that's fair to say well it's really I- cool
0: well, also, too, it's something that was never done before.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Nobody
0: has ever gone to the World War One era. And there's something about the Frostbite engine with DICE making a first-person shooter. It is hands down the most beautiful first-person shooters ever. Yeah. It's so there's pretty. Nothing, you know what I mean? Um, my favorite Battlefield is Bad Company, too. I was just mm. going to say, that, that was my first Battlefield like, experience. Yeah, it was that is the too. best Battlefield ever made. I was kind of hoping the next Battlefield would be Bad Company or like batter company. Yeah. Just like selfishly. <laughs> um, baddest just because, company. Baddest company, right? Just because it had that. I felt it had that feeling of uh, what's that HBO series? Um, uh, Entourage? Nope. Uh, Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay. It had, like, yeah. that Band of Brothers feel where, like, you were a part of your squad, and it was really the first time a game, a first-person shooter, put a, quote-unquote, squad together. Yeah. And you would partner up with three of your friends, and that was, like, the beginning of the squads. And oh, yeah. I, I forgot. You, that In the multiplayer, you actually correct. had to squad up. Yeah, you squatted up, and and it was the beginning of the Frostbite, like,
1: engine where they, like, could blow up buildings. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it was cool because you could it had like a what a destructible environment. Yes. That was really cool. I remember being like, "Wait a minute, there's guys in the building." And one of my buddies being like, I'm "Just blow up the them. building because you're we in a tank." <laughs> and I'm like, "What do you mean I can blow up the building? It's like shoot the wall, he'll die." I'm like, "What? I shoot the wall, the whole building collapses." <laughs> it's like I got like four kills. And I remember the whole like and then when they were in the
0: window, you would shoot the wall next to the window with the noob tube and it would bl- bust a hole. You would pull out your uh, assault rifle, pop, pop, done. Yeah. <laughs> Kill. You all one two combo. I don't know. It was really <laughs> lighthearted as well. Yeah. It was like arcadey.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: I, and, and for me, I like an arcade shooter versus a realistic shooter. Yeah. I Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the fast response um, versus, you know, I hate when it says seven seconds, six seconds until you can respawn it's like no i did i, I hate that resp-
2: with a burning passion like yes. that's i loved when uh battlefront 2 they would get rid of the respawn timers and you just be able to jump back into things like i love that because that's how i love to play i love to play aggressive and then that timer just ruins everything
1: <laughs> yeah okay agreed
0: the as custom to talking about first person shooters are you a Hide the hide the corner sniper rifle camper. Do you pray and spray submachine gun? Or are you more of a tactical run around with the assault rifle, creep around corners kind of
1: guy?
2: Uh, I have I have rediscovered sniping. So I have been practicing my sniping skills once again. Just because at this state of Battlefield 5, if you aren't sniping, you're going to get sniped. So it's better just to get on the bullet and Try to snipe people before they get you, uh, but if it's more of like a like an underground map, uh, like a train station or something like that, I usually my go to is usually the assault.
1: That's cool. In see in Battlefield, I think I would do. I'd like to either be a medic. I played all the, all different roles. I like sniping. Mm-hmm. I would frequently switch when I would play a Battlefield game, but I like. I think in Battlefield One, I primarily played as a medic because I liked the sort of for lack of a better term, like the Marksman rifle, where it's like semi-auto like assault rifle more or less. Mm -hmm. It's like a nice bridge between the assault class and like a sniper rifle. Yeah. But in Call of Duty, I run a weird setup. I run a sniper rifle with a submachine gun. Well, Okay.
0: Crowd control versus distance shooting. Right. So I
1: I like to like, if I'll engage somebody and they're kind of too far away, I'll like hide around the corner and like let my health come back and I know they're still just staring at me and I'll just come out with the sniper rifle and boom one shot them <laughs> <laughs> they get so frustrated you can hear like the death um when somebody dies sometimes in certain game modes you can hear like their mic for like four three seconds yep. or so like after they die they're like what the fuck
2: <laughs> that's one of the, the, the sweatiest things man like the cringiest things is that those like three to five seconds after oh, you kill like, someone where their mic yeah. is on
0: and
1: they're just freaking out
0: oh the good old days of modern warfare 2 i know I miss those days. Me too. <laughs> like, it, But it was a different type of toxicity, right? Like when you were in the match, it was anything goes, right? Like yeah. it, you, motherfucker, you're an asshole. Like jump off a cliff. Like it was brutal, right? <laughs> yeah. Like during those 15 minutes of the match, it was over. But as soon as it was over, everybody in the chat was like, good game, good game, good game, good game. Mm-hmm. And then it was over, right. right? You weren't getting messaged later about how... You, your parents shouldn't have had you because you're terrible at the game. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right, right, right. It, it's like it's like the evolution of toxicity has gone through the roof. And oh and, yeah, but those Modern Warfare two, I think some of them are the the some of the best comments ever. And to the best were when. Like you had one of the kids and their mom was like, I told you, Johnny, to get off the Xbox 25 yeah. minutes ago. And then you lose the player and she's like, she unplugged the Xbox. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or she hit the button on the power strip. One the exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Good night. I can't
2: pause an online game, mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway. It's so- still the same rat match. It's ground war. It takes a long time. Click. Yeah,
0: yeah there was zero. My. My mom, when we used to play video games, that was pre-multiplayer gaming. But yeah. like, because I'm old as shit, the, uh, but it was definitely she. She always unplugged it, and then I told her that it wouldn't save. So then she just would turn off the power switch. Oh. She figured out how to turn off the power switch, and that's when it got real. <laughs> Remember one time she just opened up the PlayStation uh, One top and let the CD just spin, <laughs> and I'm like, no. Mom, I just made it to the library in Castlevania Symphony of the Night. What did you just do? Mm. Right. I would have shut it off. I just needed to save it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
2: I had a buddy that didn't have uh, a memory card, and for a while we didn't have one either for a GameCube, but he didn't have one for the original PlayStation, and like you needed one, so he would play through and just keep it on so he could get back home from school and just keep on going. But that at thing, any point, all of his progress could have been lost.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> One power uh, power surge.
2: Exactly. God.
0: Right. That's uh, crazy.
1: All right. So, Nick, what have you been up to? So, uh, a few different things. Let's see. Um, I'm up to date on the Bad Batch, which is pretty epic. There's 16 episodes. So, I'm, we're not in the filler section, but like the, the lull of the story section, you know, or like five or, I forget, honestly, I think five or six episodes in. I'm not a big fan. It's like it started off cool and now that it's like The Adventures of the Bad Batch I'm like I feel like these characters aren't well developed enough. Like they're not or maybe that's not the word. There's not enough like substance to each character for me to be like really interested in in a Adventures of the Bad Batch type of show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like in The Mandalorian there's a lot happening so I like When they have the like, oh, we're just going to a planet to do the mission to save the town type of thing that I I feel like that played out a lot better than how the Bad Batch is kind of doing it. I
0: feel like they wanted the show to be like the Clone Wars, where it would be the adventures of the Bad Batch. But what they didn't realize about the Clone Wars was one episode was about R2, D2 and C-3PO. The next one was about Anakin. The next one was about Obi-Wan. Then we got a Yoda episode. So there was a lot of filler in the clone wars, Yeah, but it It was different. It was different. This show, I I guess I feel like they should have had like the first three or four episodes or five episodes, like with that crosshair guy, just chasing them. Cause clearly the last three episodes are going to be intense as shit. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's 16 episodes, honestly, like it's going to say, I'm going to be hated for this. What's Omega. Yeah. Like, Okay, she's a little kid and she's learning how to be in the Bad Batch, right? Clearly, she has a bigger plot. Yes, she's the Emperor's clone. Whatever you want to say she is, that's fine. But I feel like we'll revisit that after. Yeah, but like I feel like she doesn't have a purpose. Yeah. There's no purpose of the show. Yeah. Okay, so they, you know, Order 66 happened. They're okay. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And they're all going to go through their Order 66 moments. Like in the last episode, they. You know, the guy fell on the ground. And he was like, good soldiers follow orders. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like their inhibitor chip is coming through. Yeah. But I don't feel as if I'm not as connected to the show. Like most shows, I don't have my phone in my hand. I find with the Bad Batch, I'm just like me. Uh, if I feel like scrolling through Discord, I will. You know what I mean? Mm. Like seeing the baby Rancor. Cool. But did they really need to make it that it was Jabba's Rancor? You know what I mean? Like we don't need
1: that anymore. Yeah, I get ya.
2: For that's me. that's my feeling. Uh, I've been really enjoying the Bad Batch. I like the characters. I haven't I'm not fully caught up yet. I think I'm behind one or two episodes just mm-hmm. because I've been so freaking busy. But I I understand your perspective of why why do they have to tie everything in together with Star Wars? Like, can't we yeah, just have something that is standalone like we don't have to have ahsoka be in everything dave alone you know you love her she's great but she doesn't have to be in everything right why does I mean, that rancor have to be that other rancor like is there only one
0: right right exactly right. that's my point and i'm not saying like it was cool to see a baby rancor i'm not gonna lie that was cool like some of the things in the show are wicked cool i just feel like it's not I'm not hook lined in sinker and I'm gonna When The Mandalorian came out, Sage, did you ever miss an episode? Did you ever let two or three episodes go by before you
2: watched it? Well, we I saved them up, so we binged them.
0: Right, but that
1: was a conscious decision.
0: But yeah. right. Here you you said you haven't watched it
1: because you've been so busy. Yeah. Where,
0: in my opinion, if you're like ready for the next episode, you're going to watch it.
1: Yeah, like I like for the Mandalorian, I would make sure I was you were available. watching it at three
0: o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
1: I was I was <laughs> yeah, actually whenever it could come out, I would be I'd set my alarm and watch it before work and then go back to bed. But um Yeah, I think the biggest problem for the Bad Batch I I think it it's just lacking like an overall like season long story arc.
2: Mm-hmm. Like it's
1: just there's not a big conflict that they're yeah. supposed to solve, right? Like they're just sort of adrift and maybe it'll pick up something, but I feel they're like, bounty hunters. Yeah, but I feel like they've only, they've been sort of stagnant for three episodes or so now. You know what I mean? Well, they found this, I'm going to call her the Code Breaker, yeah. and now they're on a planet.
0: And now they're just doing jobs for her. Right.
1: It's basically Mando 2. That's what I'm saying. It's, a Mando, it's the Mandalorian animated series. But I the, am
2: glad that you mention that because i felt somewhat similar like every single recent star wars thing has had to have a we crash on this planet and we have to find a part or this thing that something happens some alien takes the part like in uh, mando it was the jawas yes. and then in this yeah. one they they crashed and the part they needed was taken by some some weird like lizard alien things
0: oh exactly yeah yeah and like the okay let's go to the java thing it was cool to see Jawas in their own like atmosphere environment Yeah, and then like go get the egg but that whole show that whole episode was nothing until the end when uh grogu was like "Uh uh-uh motherfucker here's the force (laughs) and everybody was like okay now the that episode was amazing
1: yeah but that was cool and it was acceptable that it was like a standalone little adventure because there was overarching plot like you get to learn stuff about grogu there right we're not really learning i wouldn't mind if it's okay now that i'm like realizing the parallels it's a little frustrating that it's like mandalorian part two like formula part d but it's not as good and I, I want to see more from Omega. I wouldn't mind if oh, you're getting I, more yeah. character development out of Omega. Like,
2: what is I, her? Stick? I love Omega. Like, Omega. Um,
1: I, I think she's a cool, can be a
2: cool character, but they gotta like start be. doing stuff with yeah
1: her. You know what I mean?
2: They're, they're setting her up for something, but they
1: they're taking past their sweet past the sweet time. First to do it.
2: couple episodes, they stopped really doing anything like that,
1: right? I thought like in the first episode with, or maybe not the first episode, first or second episode, where she's chatting with Crosshair and and being particularly like empathetic towards um, Wrecker, like hey, like she, I think one of the lines is like hey, I know what you have to, you're gonna do, but you, I know you have to do it. It's not your fault or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, does she like telepathic a little bit? Is she particularly like sensitive to like? um people's emotions or something like I know she's the the medical helper I'm like are we gonna see more of this is this gonna come up and then it's just like no for four episodes now she's just a little kid that's with a like a mercenary group and it's like it's very frustrating I find Mm -hmm. I hope it picks up soon it will so there's no question that the show is going to pick
0: up yeah there's no question because it's going to get good it's just I feel like maybe it's just the pacing I'm criticizing and I think so yeah. everybody bitched and complained that the Mando was eight episodes or seven episodes or six episodes, or eight episodes. Yeah. And then in the first season there was too much filler, and they're like, "Oh, this animated series, we're going to do sixteen episodes." And I'm like, "All right, fantastic." But maybe this show isn't a sixteen episode show because it's just about
1: the Bad Batch. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah.
0: Anyways, what else have you been doing?
1: Um, in non Star Wars news, I'm just gonna
0: wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. What? I want to hear all about Star Wars trivia fail. Oh, Forget about anything else on that list. Everything else, (laughs) pull it up in a ball, throw it out the window, because your your Star Wars card is about to go. I'm about to give you a red card, okay? So right now, you have a yellow. I I deserve it. You have
1: a yellow right now. I'm going to get a second yellow. Okay, let's go. All right, so C.T. Valley Brewing Company in Windsor, it's a pretty sweet yeah, a I've been there. Yep. It's a nice atmosphere. They have trivia nights on Wednesday. So last week I went to they had Marvel trivia and uh me and friend of the pod Joey Feta, went with uh, a couple of my friends from the ED. And it was fun. We I like I know some Marvel stuff, but I'm not like a Marvel you know like expert. Obviously Star Wars is my forte. So yeah. I go to so then I realize, "Oh my god, next week yesterday is Star Wars trivia night." fantastic 630 to 830 so i get there at six and i we literally get the last possible like seating arrangement like they have couches and right in front of the trivia guys like dj booth if you will and like every single the tables is already full and it was like s- 555 okay so it's packed it's like way more people than the marvel one there was probably like 40 teams of people and i think i ended up coming in like 12th which is just terrible Why? That's actually not bad. Yeah, but I got like, I think out of the 50 questions, I got 42 correct. So like... That's still good. Yeah, it was some stiff competition, I guess the point. Like one of the questions I got wrong was like, do you remember in episode two, Attack of the Clones? Yes. uh, The guy that's trying to sell Obi-Wan Death Sticks and he goes, you do not want to buy Death Sticks. (laughs) You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Oh my God. I have no idea. I didn't either. It was like some very obscure name. I don't know how you would even know that. Probably one of the EU books. Google? Yeah, but you can't use <laughs> a Google. You can't take your phone out or anything. You got to know it off the top of your head. I will say I got all the Mandalorian questions, right? I got all the extended universe questions, right? About like the Sith Empire yeah, so and stuff. 42 out of 50. That's a passing grade. You did good. I know, but I'm pissed. I should have came in like top five or place. Yeah, but. I'm disappointed by myself. Like, it's a fail. I got 12 out of like 40-something. I would hold my head high. It's terrible. No. Nope. Not acceptable. Do That's- or do not, there is no try, damn it. <laughs> well, anywho, that was my fail. Um, the I did. We did pretty good, but uh, there were some, some serious nerds there. And I'm also pissed there was no link question. I feel like every time I've gone to a Star Wars trivia thing, somebody asks, what's the cylindrical doohickey that R2-D2 uses to interact with computers? link. It's because that's too easy to know, Nick. Yeah, well, I thought that was not easy to know. Okay. Back at the ranch. Um <laughs> where's where's Kitty? <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the ranch. She <laughs> did it way better. Um, there was oh, non Star Wars stuff, and then I'm gonna go back to nerdy things. Uh I watched I got coerced into watching uh like a horror show, which is actually pretty cool. I'm usually the least person like I There was some bartering going on. But anyways, (laughs) I got coerced into watching Haunting of Hill House. Um, Not usually my forte at all, but it was actually really, really good. Um, Once I got past like probably episode four or so, and I started to... I've I've realized this about me and horror horror things, right? I hate them initially because I don't know when the scares are going to come up. I don't understand the logic of the ghosts or whatever, and I hate paranormal shit. Like show me saw or like normal gory things. I don't care. Like that's like serial killers that are just regular humans, like no problem. I can process that in my brain, but anything paranormal, forget it. Um, ghosts or whatever, like I'm out. Freaks me out big time. But I will say, once I figure out like the logic of them, like their rules and regulations, if you will, like, oh, they're only gonna be in this one house. Oh, they're just gonna scare you, they're not really gonna hurt you, whatever. Then I can like watch the show and process it properly. But like in this, it takes like a few episodes to understand what the hell's happening. So it's like four episodes of terror, and then you go, "Oh, okay, like I get it." And uh, that being said, if you're into that stuff, um, this is a really good show. It came out in like 2018, and it's called The Haunting of Hill House. Marcus is like, "There's no fucking way I would ever watch that." Not a chance. <laughs> totally,
2: totally get it. My brother I, um, greatly enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, apparently, I'm like obviously very late to the game here because it's not my not my jam. But um, I think it won awards and stuff. And one of the episodes, they shot the whole episode in five takes. And there's a 17 minute long single take, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. The, it it <laughs> wow. was like it was really cool. It was they did an awesome job with it. But um, and there's all kinds of twists and turns and things, of course. So in nerdy news, I've been playing a whole bunch of Call of Duty multiplayer. That's just my like stress reliever. I'm just jamming um, Cold War or Warzone. Cold War. I nice. don't. I'm a Treyarch engine person. I'm not a Infinity War engine person. Okay. I, I like I like the more arcadey style. I like that style better. I I don't mind Warzone as like a concept. I like battle royales, but I just don't like the Infinity War engine. If that makes sense, or I should say, comparatively, I prefer the Treyarch engine by a lot. Okay. Um. But. Also, the new Loki episode came out yesterday. Oh, that's out? Yeah, it came out yesterday. What did you think? I think it's going to be really cool. The first episode's pretty much all set up for the universe, but that's fine. Um, It's very interesting. You've got this Loki you get is not the Loki that you see at the end of Endgame. This is Loki from the first Avengers movie, basically. Mm -hmm. So he's like completely egotistical and arrogant and a dick. And then you see him interact with like, very reasonable people i don't really want to talk about it too much because like you should go watch it
0: yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it
1: but it's interesting to see like it's like a different version of loki because this is like loki from the first movie that hasn't gone through any of like the the development the character growth yeah the character growth so like you're getting like fresh raw loki and then you get some character development within the episode obviously that's different than the other yeah so it's wrote.
0: almost like it's going to be like wandavision where like you're getting the beginning and then you're
1: going to get more and then you're going to get more and then you're going to get more and then
0: all hell's going to break loose
1: yeah it sounds pretty epic though um so definitely go check that out it's on disney plus and yeah that's it for me marcus how's it going what have you been up to wow how are things okay so i have a problem uh, um i know what it is what's that Tell me. You have your problem is um you have a Destiny two problem. Yes, I do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I I've been in dire need of
0: a second game. Yeah. I play Swotor like a champion. I love it. That's my game. That's my jam. I'm a nerd. I play Star Wars The Old Republic. That's my jam. With that said, um I tried to play uh I tried to play um Destiny two a while
1: ago. Basically, at launch, right? well, yes, More and or then less.
0: I didn't have anybody that really played it, so I kind of let it go. then, about a year ago, uh pre covid, I played it again with some friends, and I was doing just the campaign stuff, and I was just like, "Meh, like uh." And at that point, I was like in the height of my SWOTOR like rating, like I I was rating five nights a week. And I was like, I can't invest any more time into this game. Yeah. Yeah, something the other day or maybe like three or four weeks ago, it caught my eye. I saw somebody playing it and I was like, let's play. So I started playing it and like the first two nights I spent. Standing in front of one boss that respawns every minute. Oh, my God. And we just killed it. And I grinded and I got to the soft cap, the gear cap in like two nights. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. Like we grinded. It was fantastic. But here's the thing is the game is beautiful. That makes it a lot easier. And it's creepy, but yet it's not horror. And I love Mm sci-fi. And now I'm completely fucking addicted to this game. Like I stopped streaming at ten thirty five last night, and I was back in Destiny two, yeah. <laughs> and like everybody's like, oh, why don't you stream it? Because that's not the game I stream right now. Yeah, you gotta you know like. I mean? be, I mean, well, yeah, you I have, to have, your I own have a very strict opinion on the streaming stuff, yeah. and I can talk about that in a second. But let me tell you about Destiny two. I did my first like real dungeon. That shit is hard. Okay, like. There's so many enemies shooting at you in this one dungeon. There's like four corners to the room and there's these invincible bosses that you can't damage. But all they do is shoot rockets at you. Oh, my God. The whole time the thing is going on. And then another mechanic of one of the fights is while they're shooting you, you have to like get like dark coins or light coins. And then once you get enough, you have to stand on the platform and then the room shifts. So if you're standing on the floor now, you're probably going to be standing on the right wall next oh goodness whoa yeah so like i i did never have really appreciated game developers like i appreciate the game that they put out yeah but i've never appreciated like how hard it must be to do it's like to
1: to design a game
0: exactly yeah until i played destiny like, and I know there's probably games that are more beautiful than it and like uh, more complicated. Jackie's probably gonna listen to this for, uh, over at Gearbox and be like, fuck you, Marcus. No, hard <laughs> is it? Yeah. How, you know how hard it is to make Borderlands and every other game we're playing that you can't tell us about? Um, but it was, it's incredible. So I'm completely hooked on this game, like, to the point of I had to bring my laptop in and make sure it was downloaded because I'm going away this weekend. And while everybody's sleeping, I'm going to play Destiny 2 all fucking night. Perfect. Yes, that's the best. It sure is, Nick. So anyway, um, in SwoTOR, I finished the uh, Sith Sorcerer story. Whoa, it was fantastic. The ending was amazing. Did you zap somebody with lightning until they turned into a skeleton? Nope, I'm not telling because it was that good, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But like, if there's ever, uh, you think of like the natural ending of a sith story that is it and it was unbelievable like once i finish the counselor story and i'm going from as dark as possible to now like as light as possible yeah <laughs> like like the, the 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 jedi counselors like the if there's ever something called a goody two shoes
1: it's that yeah it's like that's like the peace love like yes, yes okay. master. i'm one with the force the it force is with, with me, me. Oh, I'm only s- passive I'm everything. So- I'm sorry that
0: the I stepped on your little sapling tree. Let me grow you six more. <laughs> Here are the seeds. <laughs> Thank you. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, we yeah, don't yeah, want to like, kill these good. things. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, what is it? Uh, chaotic good? No, no.
2: no, no pure good. Pure good. good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All the above. Right, lawful good. Those yes. are the
2: worst. I i hate it. Anytime I'm like in a campaign on D D or anything like that, and yeah, someone's yeah. lawful good, I'm like, ugh. ugh. If you're gonna do good, at least do chaotic good so we can have some fun.
1: <laughs> but no kidding. No. Yeah. I don't know what my D character is. It kind of goes with the flow. I feel like um
2: I like neutral. to go for like pure neutral or as neutral as I possibly can neutral with my character. Is, Yeah.
1: Sometimes I'll do some bad things. Sometimes they'll be like, all right, what's good for the party here? Like they got a, like a thousand gold pieces. Then well, maybe they have to die. Like what else can they do for the party? <laughs> right? Exactly. So,
0: so th- that's what I've been doing there. Um, as always, thank you to all the nerds community. You guys are fucking awesome. The streams have been so hype, so out of control. Like I'm getting close to uh, 1K followers. Wow, nice. Um, like to the point of the community starting to talk to me about like what we're gonna do for 1K, because um, my one year stream anniversary was a 12 hour stream and I had my birthday stream, which was incredible. so I don't know, I don't think I'll do a 12 hour. maybe no. I'll do like a six that's 24 intense. yeah no, 24 hour. I,
2: <laughs> I can't ever do that ever. Well, you know what it, it just is It turned into I'm, a sleeping stream. Those are pretty popular.
1: just a stream of (laughs) you sleeping
2: (laughs) that's terrible
0: um the well remind me about the sleeping in a second so the the thing about a 12-hour stream or even a 24-hour like i got two little kids like Mm -hmm. doing the 12-hour that took like a month of preparation because i needed to make sure i had a place for my wife to go i had to like persuade her with like a new purse and like Food for lunch and dinner, like yeah. whatever restaurant we she can wanted. Get away. <laughs> yeah, like I okay, you want a pedicure, no problem. And well, not really all of this, but then like you have to plan it out where are the kids gonna go. Okay, we're gonna go to Rhode Island or we're gonna go away for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Hey Marcus, I'm gonna need some money. Sure, no problem. Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. And then it's and then you're safe, right? But the um, but a 24 hour, there's not a chance that I could ever do it.
2: yeah I, I i don't think i would want to do it like even if i even if i had like a pure clear schedule would i want to do that no way when we hit uh 1100 subscribers on our youtube channel i'm gonna do a all all in one playthrough of uh fallen order
1: mm.
2: so i it's feasible to Whoa. finish that game in about 12 uh, hours
0: uh, uh, i'm grandmaster or are you going to no, do
2: it easy? I, I don't hate myself. I'll I'll do it probably normal. Even normal, straight through is
0: tough. Because I'll tell you what. What was the um, what's the fight with the big
2: sister? Oh, the second night sister.
0: No, no, not the second sister, but the, like, it's the, like uh, the
1: seventh sister
0: or something. No, 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 yeah, no. But it was like the big one. Yeah. Just, on I mean, Kashyyyk. Kashyy- Kashyy- yeah, that fight sucked. Like that fight was tough as nails. I mm-hmm. see. I
1: had the, the fight I had the most trouble with was um the dude on um yeah Malak Mal- something Malakai yeah. or Ma- not Malakai? That's the companion. He reminded from, me of Revan. Yeah, kind of. He's like a fallen Jedi, but not quite a Sith, but definitely dark side. But like, doesn't really know how to use a dark side properly, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind that fight because I just loved being on Dathomir because it's my favorite planet and hanging Malacos. out Malakos. And hanging, yes. and hanging out with my future bride, which was the second sister. I mean, the night sister that came with me <laughs> on the ship. Yeah. I like took, she's going to be my, she's going to be my uh, fallen order wife. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I, I'm into night sisters. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So anyway, so thank you to the nerds community. If, um, if you guys want, uh, come see us both stream and please join the discord there's always some crazy shit going on and there's the newest channel i had to mention it it's called the database the dad a base yeah database it's for all the dad jokes
1: oh my hey. god that's the one I, I had to mute right away i'm like what is blowing up right now <laughs> yep so it was um
0: as soon as I announced it, two people were like, "We're instantly muting that channel." <laughs> we, like right now, we're not. They like wiped the group last night in the raid, and they're like, "We're white Or what? Muting that anyway. So, um, in SwoTOR news, there's only one real thing that I want to mention um, for everybody. That is the Double XP event is coming back June 29th through July 13th. Um, so get ready, Double XP, Double Renown, Double Valor. Other than that, we don't know shit about what's happening with this game right now. But Nick, for any a,
2: game in Star Wars right now, <laughs> it's
0: all coming. Well, I have a big theory on that. Dun, dun, dun. Do you want the tinfoil hat, everybody? The
2: tinfoil right. attitude? I love putting on the tinfoil hat, man. Okay,
0: so EA play is coming up at the end of July, right? I think it's July 23rd, right? Yep. Yeah. I think in the month uh, starting mid July to end of July, we are going to get some big news. So, like, if you look at it, like June is Battlefield for EA, like, June is all about Battlefield. And then July is going to be all about Star Wars and the rest of the EA games. You think? One hundred percent. So we've gotten no information about Not our your favorite, favorite information. Games. Yes, let's go. Um, about the <laughs> Ubisoft game. I feel like we're going to get something about the Ubisoft game.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. I feel like it's still a little too early for that, but who knows? Well, I'm saying maybe a name. Hmm.
0: Or maybe projects, you know, they're gonna. I think I feel like I feel like it's gonna get named. But the only thing that is the question mark for me is because EA still has the exclusive license. Can they actually mention the Ubisoft, Ubisoft like a, game. a like a game name? Because that means they're actively actively developing it during an exclusive time for EA, yeah, or like mm-hmm. pro- act, like promoting it during right exactly yes, but. Either way, um I feel like we are going to be getting some Star Wars news for sure. I feel like I feel like something big is coming. Um
1: I have a bad feeling about well, this. Well, the
0: other thing too is um SWOTOR's, this is our 10th year anniversary is coming. Yep. Like they haven't announced what's happening in 10th year. So I'm not saying it's happening now because EA doesn't give a shit about SWOTOR, but Yeah. Like I, I yeah. well actually I don't believe EA cares at all about and, Star yeah. Wars at all. I think they just care about
2: FIFA. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the FIFA team. just prints money. Well, yeah, well, It's the
1: biggest sport in the world. world yeah, yeah, but here's I, th- I love FIFA, man. It's well, st- I, simple and stupid, but I just love playing as my favorite soccer players.
0: Well, right. I I enjoy FIFA. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that's all EA really actually cares about because it like sage said it prints billions yeah just on the ultimate team it's like 50 billion dollars last year yeah it's
1: crazy
2: the only the only star wars game that they really care about is star wars galaxy of heroes because it's in the same printing money boat
1: yeah with all the mobile gaming microtransactions i don't even want to get into that oh marcus had a little problem with that also no no i have a problem with
0: barbie dream house adventures Okay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get Julia a game for the iPad. Okay. And was, she's like, I want Barbie. So I found this game. Fantastic. Go in. You get to decorate the house. You can like, it's almost like Sims, but Barbie. Right. Okay. Okay. But they only give you like three shirts for free. Oh. And then, oh, you get a couch, but it's only brown. <laughs> but if you want the white couch, it's $2.99.
2: That's worse than like a shopping addiction. Unless you're yes. like minimalist, unless you're like. You are practicing minimalist, and you really just have this urge to buy clothes, but don't have space for it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> trying not- to explain to a five-year-old that you have to buy all this stuff—it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, no. But she was playing Mario Kart on my Switch, so I guess I'm winning. Anyway, moving on. Um, there's an awesome community event
1: coming. It's called the Arena. Uh, it's the p where is it the pvp arena in the rishi stronghold on the starforge server and it's sunday 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 july 25th uh at 2 30 p.m wait hold on let me translate this to the real time yes it's 5 30 p.m uh eastern standard time the, one the true time zone. zone that matters yes and it's a 2v2 pvp tournament it's hosted by none other than our great friend of the show and friend of marcus and i kogus and also biggs so but Nick did you sh- let's back up
0: Kogus is hosting a PVP event yeah on what server again oh starforge
1: did you hear that it's the starforge server Yes, yeah, so, with Kogus. Yes, Kogus so. is on Starforge. <laughs> yes, it's Starforge and Kogus. Well, Kogus it, and Starforge.
0: Yes. So the funny part. Okay, so Sage, you don't know. So there's a there's a war in the Swoptor game between Satil Sean and Starforge. It's the West Coast, it, Coast? yeah, it's, it's West Coast server versus East Coast oh. server, and it's it's like just like a comedy thing in all the on all the streamers because they're always like, "What server are you on? We're on the best, and we're on the Starforge." So there's like Satil Sean. And because it, it's a two North American servers. Well, Kogus is like Mr. Satil Sean. He like despises Starforge, but he's now hosting an event on our server. So it's great. Yes, this is this is gonna go down. In history. Yes. Anyways, um the stream will be on Kogus's channel, which is twitch.tv slash Kogus underscore a o g
1: a s s underscore. In AIE News. In AIE News, it's Total Galactic War. And we're trying to conquer CZ-198. So every 12 weeks or something like that, um they
0: release all of the planets to be able to be conquered. Yep. And when that happens, we all like get together and we're going to try to conquer a planet against all these giant guilds. Total
1: atomic annihilation.
0: Exactly. So <laughs> we picked uh, CZ-98 that we've invaded. Right now, we have a decent lead, but that can change really quickly over the weekend. So um, it's been really fun. Uh, And yeah, it's fun stuff.
1: Don't forget, Tuesdays are mandatory fun night in AIE, which where the fun is mandatory, but attendance is not. That is 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we alternate between Sunshine and Rainbows and uh, the real Imperial side. Yep. That's mandatory fun night every Tuesday. Uh, Also, Fridays are the place to be in AIE. The first Friday of every month is Master Mode Flashpoints with Mal with Mal. Their second Friday of every month is hard mode training for hard mode operations.
0: And this week, so everybody knows, um, we are not going to be doing a hard hard mode uh, training. We're going to be doing story mode ops to get the guild as many conquest points as we possibly can for um, so we can
1: conquer this planet. Right. Uh, the third Friday in every month is achievement hunting. So you can go find all of your favorite holocrons and datacrons all across the galaxy. And the most important Friday of the month, the fourth Friday of every month, is the best event in all of Star Wars The Old Republic. It's AIE's Mega. That's the monthly Epic Guild activity. That doesn't get old. What are we doing for Mega this week? I have no idea yet. Well, formally. How did, where in the world did Steven San Diego go? I didn't even talk about that. No. Did you last episode? Yes. Ah, that's fine. You I mean. weren't here. Give me the cliff notes. Cliff
0: notes were, uh, we went to Hoth and we, Max pretended that we were all pirates Arrgh! and we had to save, uh, save Seeming yeah. and get her booty, <laughs> which not, it, not her like actual booty, like the booty, like money Yeah, because we, we're pirates. I got it. Pirate puns pirate pun yeah
1: <laughs> anyways if all this sounds fun to you go to aie-guild.org jump in the discord and ask for a guild invite whether or not you play star wars the old republic or any of the other games that we play including destiny 2 uh we would love to have you
0: we are complete idiots of course we are So what makes the show great um <laughs> nick i know you gotta go to the bathroom i do
1: so we'll be right back
2: Jeez, nick hurry up we're trying to
0: finish
1: this podcast and we're back so today we're putting on the scuba gear the respirators oh. the snorkel the goggles the fins the whole thing even uh, the fins the fins and the wetsuit zip it up we're going in deep oh fancy uh, we're breaking down the uplink Podcasts transition from all battlefront all the time to the many other great and exciting games that they spotlight now so first and foremost sage uh when did the battlefront podcast start
2: November 9th 2015 before the Whoa. game even came out we started wow. the Battlefront podcast and it was my brother and I we uh, went out to our our garage cold cold November night we were both bundled up in our, our big puffy jackets and uh, we only had one microphone so we'd take turns getting going back and uh, back and forth so I'd say something go to the microphone and he'd I'd, I'd step back and he would say something in the microphone we'd take turns like that um, that's, that's when it started.
0: What, what kind of mic did you guys have to start?
2: It was the Audio-Technica AT2020.
0: I think that's what we're using right now. No, 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 that's, no, that's, the, no, that's not this one, but we have an Audio-Technica. No, mic. we
1: have the Audio-Technica AT2005 USB. Okay. Okay. But they're, we're they're using, a little using XLRs. Bikes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I know which one you're using. Um, we, we started off as well with one mic and it was a uh, Blue Yeti, a Blue Yeti. Okay. The sound was
2: awful. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it just picks up I everything hate in the Blue room. Yetis with a burning passion.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. i a, did not like them. I feel like it's a good mic for
2: streaming because yeah. you it's can't all hear. It's right for streaming, but well, even like it's too heavy for the arms. It it weighs like fifteen pounds, I'm not well, literally, right. but it, it weighs uh, I know a line. Line.
0: But it's a good mic for streaming, and I say that because. When when you're streaming, there's other noises going on. So when that mic is picking up all the bullshit all around you, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal because you can't hear it over the game sound, right? Mm. Where for podcasting, it's not a good mic. No, no, definitely. yeah, I agree. Because all, <laughs>
1: all yeah, you gotta you gotta isolate just the voices on a podcast, and yeah, that mic picks up everything. I think the first episode, like. <laughs> You were sitting in a, a metal folding chair, I think. It no, was. no. I was in my uh, old computer chair and I leaned back and you heard it go. Yeah, it was ee. like, So like, what are you up to? And you just hear Marcus lean back. Ee. It was like a five second creak. Um.
0: So you guys start the show. Was it an instant success? Um. Because there wasn't anybody else doing it
2: it took off pretty quick uh a friend of mine was asking because they just i i produce podcasts for people as well and he was like hey what what does our podcast look like in terms of success and i was like well depending on on the topic and considering there are a couple other shows out there uh similarly but not the same um we're doing pretty good and i was like he was like oh what did yours do when you started i was like well we were right when battlefront launched so it was a little little uh it's not a very a very good comparison to a, a show that's starting off and talking about construction and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it it took off pretty quickly.
0: Right, cuz cool. there was there was no other show that was talking only no. about Battlefront.
2: Yeah, and that's really why I started the podcast is because I wanted to I love podcasts, right? I listen to podcasts nonstop and I really wanted to listen to a podcast on Star Wars Battlefront and there weren't any. So I started my own
1: that's cool that's what you got to do yeah, yeah. if there's not a product you go out and make it the thing about uh, the
0: Battlefront podcast and I don't remember how I fell into it actually I was playing Battlefront like crazy
1: yeah you're playing Battlefront and I google it
0: because I do the same thing because that's how like I really really got sucked into SWOTOR was like I was at work and I was like I don't have anything to listen to I'm going to search for SWOTOR podcast, and I found a few and it just grew from there and it almost adds to your addiction because now you're not only playing it in front of a screen. Now you're listening to somebody else that is as passionate about it as you are.
2: Mm -hmm. Right
0: now, when you were doing it, did you find that, you know, instant recognition from the community? Like you became the, the voice source for news for the game. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, shit. How can I say it? Um, Like, like, while, so if there's nobody else doing it, right? Does a game like, does a company like EA notice that right away? And then, you know, did you guys get developers from the Battlefront series on the show to talk about the game? Stuff like that. We've had developers
2: on the podcast. Yes. EA as a whole, um, it doesn't seem like they really. They don't really respect podcasts as a a, a medium or a platform, it seems, um, at least in terms of the AAA shooter area, which is weird because, like, there isn't any story with a AAA shooter. So, like, pairs perfectly with listening to podcasts or music. Um, but we did have – we had Dennis Branville on the podcast who, at the time, um, he was – I can't remember exact title, but he ended up being the design director for battlefront two. We had the producer for, for the, for the game as well. Um, who I'm I'm still friends with to this day, Paul Kesslin, really, really awesome guy. He works at a a studio called avalanche avalanche studios. I believe in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Wow. Literally the building next to dice he works at. Um, but we had him on the podcast. Great, great discussion. um, we had Colby Boothman, who was our first like really big interviewee. Um, he is the motion capture actor for Luke Skywalker in and a bunch of the characters in Battlefront 2015. He's Whoa, also the guy cool. that falls into the Raptor pit in Jurassic World and gets saved by Chris Pratt.
1: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah,
0: that is completely cool. Right? <laughs> I, I what. Afterwards, you'll have to message me what uh season and episode number that was. I'll go back and listen to it.
2: I will yeah, find it. Uh, it was episode fifty. Episode oh, fifty. Wow. About from the good old
0: number fifty.
2: Yeah, we was um, a big celebration episode.
1: Hell yeah! What was your favorite episode of the whole show? Ooh. I don't know how it how I would answer that either. Oh, I can tell you.
2: Probably the documentary I did. Um on the battlefront it was around the time that battlefront 2 was launching and i got a bunch of uh, content creators who were friends of mine uh, in the community and we i just sent them a bunch of questions and I, I interviewed them and said hey what are your expectations and went through the story of the ups and downs of battlefront and uh it was, it was really fun i really enjoyed that um it has a lot of really cool people in it um but yeah that's that's, that's probably my favorite um in terms of interviews, Paul Kesslin was a great interview uh we actually broke some news on there, which was really cool so we were uh, circling around the the community with that news um yeah so those those are probably a couple of my favorites
0: did did you ever get into um so we are in the content creator program for SWOTOR in like with Bioware, which is like a division of the ea game changers program okay. Did you get involved with that at all?
2: No. Like I was saying, like, even though we are perfectly placed, we, I don't want to say a monopoly on the battlefront podcast, on, on the podcasting world for star Wars games in the EA world, like especially battlefront. Um, We've outlived many, many other shows. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand
0: that completely.
2: Never got an invite for that. And a, bunch of friends of mine who are in the in the program are always like, "What that's so weird um, but it's it's odd to me as someone who's really immersed in the podcast world. It's one of the fastest growing entertainment uh, industries um, really, really powerful, strong marketing message because you have the in-person discussions you you learn to trust these people who you listen to and the the people that they recommend are like it's highly highly targeted so if i if you listen to my podcast you probably has have an uh, similar interest to me so i'm going to recommend things to you that you'll more than likely enjoy and that's super powerful but a hundred percent a big focus for ea
0: right you know the corporate businesses they don't actually know they just care about the money
1: speaking of mon- caring about the money <clears throat> Since you guys were <laughs> podcasting about Battlefront two before the game's launch, how was that whole microtransaction sort of debacle um, from your end? As your, I'm sure you're covering it basically like yeah. live. That's for a great those, question. Talk about talk about the spiciness. Holy shit! Yeah,
2: for those in the community, it wasn't a big thing because. They got removed before the game officially launched. It was only the early access people that got to, to, got to experience the joys of, um, not even really, it wasn't pay to win, but that was the tagline everyone used. It was the microtransactions and it most, it all came down to the progression system. The progression system just wasn't really well thought out and. It struggled because people wanted to play those iconic heroes and villains, and some of them, like Darth Vader and Luke, I believe, were behind. Uh, you had to unlock them using uh, credits. And I think they were fifty thousand or something like that. Right, you like,
0: you needed to play the game to earn, yeah, them
1: or buy yeah, them was fifty thousand, like, and then they lowered it them. to fifteen. Yeah, I think it was something really substantial. Like at launch, I, I'm you know better yeah. than me, but I, I want to say it was something like forty hours of gameplay on average or something like yeah. really intense the, the
2: rate at which you earn the the credits uh it was 50 it was 50,000 credits and at the rate that you earn them at the current progression system at the time it took a while like someone calculated and it was something like 40 hours of constant wait, uh, gameplay or something like that
0: yeah and the crazy part is that somebody would actually do that
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's intense
2: well if you want he- to play as luke or darth vader you really had to yeah so they they adjusted the the earnings and everything for that
0: right so at what point, and I actually know uh, like as I was listening um at what point did you know that the show needed to
2: evolve link I, I so for the life of the podcast, and you know from listening to it, we weren't really hardcore about just covering battlefront uh we covered uh Fallen Order, we covered all the games right. that came out. Uh, it was just like right. the game that was the thing because of the the lack of games for me was Battlefront. Um and it was around probably, it was a little bit before they canceled support for Battlefront 2 that I I I'd, I'd always had this idea and I I'd started a a podcast a spinoff called Star Wars Uplink that we uh we tried to do all of broader Star Wars games, but because we were also doing the Battlefront podcast, I wanted it to be separate and cover um, cover games besides Battlefront. And at the time, there was nothing besides Battlefront, so it really right. struggled on that front. I think we did four episodes before sure. I was like, "This isn't really working out," um, because Battlefront is the thing. And um, when Battlefront got canceled. Battlefront 2's support got canceled. I was like, okay, now it's time to really, really uh, pump the brakes and re reassess of what we're doing. Right, um, And it was, I had to take a break. I had to personally I had to take a break from Battlefront because I was just like, man, all of this, all of this time in this uh, game that I've been spending, it felt, it was, it was just a moment of like, mm, this is. This is rough. This is rough. Uh, like there's, there was, even the developers were like, yeah, even, even though in their PR, PR press release or whatever, they said they feel like the vision for Battlefront Two is complete. That is a, a total lie. If you talk to any of the developers, they would have loved to continue, and they had plans to bring in Ahsoka and massage. We had uh, there was leaks about some wow. of the the code inside like there was there was responses from Grievous I think that w- was talking to Ahsoka and they had they had a lot more planned for the game and I think if the game didn't have such a bad launch we would have gotten to it a lot sooner and then with um with covid and all that stuff too it just really really hammered down the 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 thinning the thinning of the herd really
1: mm-hmm.
0: well so I am, I'm with you on some things, but I what I didn't understand is I think the game was doomed in the sense of content from the start because EA decided because they called it a failed launch that they were just going to give years worth of content for free.
2: Yeah. It, so it, like that is a great me, point. Yeah. That you is know, so
0: for me. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, even if you put a $5 paywall for Scarif or whatever the next Expansions expansion or is, why not put a $5 cost on it to get some money back? So basically, they were like, well, we're going to lose money for three years. but because we were going to put microtransactions in, you're going to get everything for free. Where if they just released the game and said there's no more p- microtransactions, and then they put out the next update, and they said 5 bucks, it would have saved the game.
2: Mm-hmm. We would yeah. Still oh, be definitely. Dying. There was no way, and they they really shot themselves in the foot with this in terms of they they didn't have a way for you to support the game monetarily. They had a perfect lineup for cosmetics, but because of approvals with uh, EA and then the next level Lucasfilm, mm-hmm. it was it was it was dead in the water before they started because. Okay. Yeah. You have a really cool idea. You have to talk to your head uh, people at Dice. They have to talk to their head people at EA, and. Then they have to talk about the completely still trap of Lucasfilm, and during those time frames, it was pretty early on in the the mindset for Star Wars stuff, especially the first game. Like approvals were the hardest thing. A couple of the developers said if you could ask one, if they someone asked them if they could change one thing, or what is their least favorite thing about developing battlefront mm-hmm. approvals there's like if they if i could change one thing i wish we could get through approvals so we can actually bring in the content that we want to bring in
1: i've heard that from um other you know developers as well that the approval process can be pretty rough mm-hmm. and lengthy
0: well for us when jackie was talking about how lucasfilm was great for them and it was because they're set three thousand years before the current Star Wars. Right. Where now, you know, like personally, like, do you did you play Halo back in the day? A little bit. Were you okay, so
2: to some friends' consoles. We were Nintendo people.
0: Yeah, so I loved making my Halo character pink and white. <laughs> I just loved it. Like, that was my Spartan, was pink and white. It's just the way it was. Oh, didn't you have a pink Xbox, too? Yes. And because of Halo. But what I'm saying is is I would have loved to have made a pink and white Stormtrooper. But because Lucasfilm is, like, everything that we put out has to be canon, they you can't do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even in Fallen Order, I felt like the ponchos were weak as shit. Like Like, come on. Like, Like, spice it up. Yeah. Like, I... uh, it just didn't do it for me like he like the lightsabers okay like that was cool to be able to customize it but like you couldn't have a pink lightsaber no it had to be a canon color you know yeah. what i mean like what is like let us mm-hmm. venture out and do it you know what i mean i don't know that's how i felt about it
2: did you guys ever play did you get did you get involved in the uh, squadrons at all I can't play that game.
1: No, only because I, I don't do well with like flying simulator games, okay. not because
2: it doesn't seem cool, but just that
1: style of game is not good for, for me, especially yeah, now, I've, now that I have vertigo
2: from a lot of people. Uh, but basically squadrons was paying for the sins of the father, which was battlefront two, because they also announced uh, no microtransactions in the game and it was set up perfectly for it. And they've supported the cosmetics really well, but, and then they're, they are no longer supporting that game, and it's, it's such a shame. Yeah, already.
0: Well, okay. So let's go tinfoil hat. Is it are is EA pulling the plug on Star Wars games or like the support of them? Because Lucasfilm was like, "Listen, we're taking away your exclusive license," and they're like, "Okay, we'll just end the we'll end support. We'll stop spending money on it. We'll pull I- dice out." And you know, and Dice is clearly going all in on Battlefield 2042. Correct. Sorry, as
2: as they should because that's their baby. That's what got them to the point where they could make a Battlefront. Even though Battlefront Two was even more successful than Battlefield Um, Five, but I I don't think it's the case that they're just because they don't have the, um, just because they don't have the the exclusivity anymore that they're going to be taking that away there from what i've heard just from rumblings and some of the people i know um, ea has been shaking up a lot of the way things are done internally and especially through covid it's it's a gonna, it's a change for everything uh, i i'm just interested to see why they decided not to continue down the star wars hole as strongly as i think we all want them to because thoughts on ea aside they made some fantastic games jedi fallen order 2 is amazing or jedi fallen order is amazing squadron is an an incredible experience for those that are really invested in that community Mm -hmm. Uh, battlefronts i love them i wish that they got continued support Uh, they put out great games they just didn't support them further when they needed to And they aren't as frequent as we want them to be.
0: I agree completely. So uh, Lauren, she is uh, an awesome member of the nerds community. She's awesome. Yeah. She plays motor in a bunch of other games, but she just joined. Well, her team, her squadron's team or squad just did this tournament and she put it in the discord and I was at work and I just put it on my phone and I listened to it. Like the thought that went into this tournament, In like the rules in like, okay, if somebody DCs within the first minute of the match, they will replay the match because clearly it's not going to be fair. You know what I mean? Like, cause computer Mm -hmm. internet things happen, but if it's more than one minute, the other team will ask the permission of the other said team. Hey, can we replay this? Our player disconnected in the other team can say no yeah like it was at it was 90 seconds sorry or it was three minutes in like no the match is almost over at that point but like the thought that they put into this tournament and then i found out i thought it was like an ea sponsored thing it wasn't and i'm like wow they lost it like think about like just the money that they could have printed off of the entry like have every team pay five bucks or mm-hmm. five bucks a person to enter this esports tournament, you get twenty thousand people to join
1: this tournament. Tournament,
0: or you just made a ton of money, right? And yeah. that right there could have financed a new ship, or new missiles, or whatever, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, just a marketing campaign. If they would have because uh, they had Shroud play it on Twitch, who is a, a huge, huge community, but. They could have spent the money that they spent on Shroud to get two people to buy the game because Shroud's community isn't, isn't the type of community that would be invested in a game like Squadrons. And if they put that in terms into like a, an esports event, like that would, and have that as a prize pool, that would have been wildly more success, uh, successful. Um, friend of our podcast, um, Eckhart's ladder he ran the world's biggest squadrons esports tournament which had a $20,000 prize pool when was this uh this was a, f- a month or two ago this is the one yeah i was i was casting for that event
0: <laughs> this is this this is this is the one that she was in yeah and their team went uh they won what was their team went, i i don't remember i i can message you that later okay um but they went 2 and 3 and for me, like, if you're going into an inter- t- internet tournament, you're going to be playing against some two good teams. Yeah. Like, for you to sneak out two wins, that's nothing to hold your head at. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hang, pretty, yeah. Le- yeah, hang your head at. Like, that's pretty legit. Yeah. Like, because you're going, like, if you're entering a tournament, your team thinks you are pretty good. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not, like, you're not, you should, like.
1: You probably dominate in regular play, if I had to guess.
0: Exactly. Like, they do practices. <laughs> like, well, they get together twice a week and they do like regular PvP to be ready to do tournaments. And like, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. It was crazy. So I just feel like EA is dropping the ball. And then my final thought on this is where I'm really confused is. So they stopped development on the game on Battlefront Two, mm-hmm. stop development. Then the next week it went free on. Epic Game Store and Steam. Free. And oh no, PlayStation and the PlayStation Store. Like it was free. PlayStation
2: Store. It was on PlayStation Plus. It was uh, free on the Epic Game Store. So it was the uh, Celebration Edition, which unlocked all the cosmetics. And that was in January, I think.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you had to pay for that.
2: Yeah, you had to pay for that. And then they had the PlayStation Plus game after so like in between canceling support they launched the celebration edition and we were all like man this this is going to be great look they really released the game this means that they're going to support it and then they canceled the support. And then they they stabbed the they stabbed you with a little knife or a big sword, pretty much, with the cancellation of the game. And then they twisted it with PlayStation Plus free game. And then they twisted it even further with the Epic Game Store, which they had right, nineteen yeah. million people download the game. The servers crashed. There were so many. People I remember playing it.
1: that. That's crazy to me that you would do that and then not have anything for them to. Buy, right? Well, you could. You got the base game for free. Yeah. If man. you wanted to buy the
0: celebration edition, I think it was like twenty five or thirty bucks. Yeah. To get everything unlocked, but for me, I was just like, <laughs> man, wait a minute. There's like- no more.
1: You're basically
0: giving away a fr- a dead game, where you could have put it on all those
1: things for five bucks, and that would have paid for support for the next year. Or even if it is free, like. You could, sup- yeah. I feel like the traffic you would get would would give you enough money to support stuff, or be like, hey, like look at you can get the this expansion for a dollar or five dollars or something. That's what I mean. Like, like easy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't get it. Free, free, no cover charge. Free base game, and then you know, five dollars here or there for the first. Oh I man, a free
2: to play Star Wars game would do so well. Like if yeah. it was a if it was a first person shooter or a war zone ask battle royale. Oh, my gosh. It would be amazing.
0: And, you know, so this is the perfect segue. I think when I first reached out to you, I was so mad because you You, you were
2: were livid. (laughs) Yes, because
0: you had some people on your show and you guys were talking about how, like, there's a lack of Star Wars games and all this. And nobody mentioned SWOTOR. And I'm like, there's a game that's been out for 10 years. Cause I don't remember who the person was. He's a nice person. Um, but he was like the, the, you know, the last game to come out was, you know, battlefront one. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's star Wars, the old Republic. And this person clearly didn't know anything about that game. <laughs> and I'm like, this game has been alive for, at this point, it was probably like eight years. yeah. And I'm like, this game is alive and well. And that's when I first reached out to you. And I was like, Holy shit, nobody actually knows about SWOTOR. And I told Nick I how I like literally He
1: was like stomp around like a three year old. Yes. Like
0: I was mad. I'm like, I want people to know
1: about my game.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but it's true. <laughs> but it's but that goes
0: to the point of what you were saying earlier, Sage, about no marketing. Mm-hmm. There's no marketing for SWOTOR. You talk about a free-to-play game. It's free to play. It's free to play. You have a computer. It doesn't, it's not graphically challenging. Yeah. Like if you can get past like the two thousand nine ten graphics, like the stories are incredible mm-hmm. and it's all decision-based and it's free. So for me, I'm just like, this game is alive and well, and nobody talks about it because they don't market the game. Right. Like zero marketing. Yeah. And EA still has to pay the licensing fee, which I'm sure, like in this case, Bioware has to pay their licensing fee. I'm sure um was who who made um Fallen Order? Um Respawn. That would be Respawn I, bet, yeah. I bet Respawn had to pay the licensing fee. Yeah, probably you know what I mean. I'm sure it's not EA paying the licensing fee on those. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I'm just like, why like how do why do people not know about this? It's because there's no marketing. Which brings me or us to our last question about your podcast.
1: Yes. So, why the name uplink? Uplink. Or like, where did uplink come from?
2: It came from, um, in a Walker assault. You you have to shut down the uplinks for yes. uh, to shut down the Walkers.
1: In uh, Star Wars Legion, you have to do stuff with uplinks as well
2: yeah so i I really we, with it was t- kind of taking back the the name that was the failed podcast at the time um taking taking it and broadening as well because uplink while it has a great influence in Star Wars, it also lends itself to be a good brand for other games too like it it's not necessarily Star Wars like I didn't call it um a t a t Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never I heard wanted of that. it. I wanted it to be as specific as possible. Also, that was just an example. I love the guys over the ATAT chat.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, is that a real podcast?
2: That is uh, ATAT chat is a great podcast on Star Wars. No. Yes. Hold on. I'm
0: gonna subscribe right now. Please hold for podcast searching. So. Well, that's awesome. So tell everybody where they can find the Uplink podcast and your YouTube channel.
2: Yeah. So you can uh, find us. You can go to Uplinkpodcast.com and it'll take you to a spot where you can get the podcast. You can find us on Apple uh, podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, find the show. Uh, You can go to YouTube.com slash Uplink podcast, and that should take you there as well. Um. But yeah, those are those are the the main places that we are uh, at uh Uplink podcast on Twitter as well.
0: All right, so what's the name of this podcast? AT AT
2: what? ATAT chat.
1: I'm sorry, uh AT-AT? Are you remembering the hyphen? It's not on here. It's not on Apple Podcasts. What? Nope. Blasphemy, sir. I'll find it. Might be something else so
0: anyway. before we wrap up we oh, want to talk podcast, about something else, youtube channel uh, sorry oh it's a youtube okay yeah uh-huh. so we tried the whole like live show youtube oh, it's we, not for us we, we are a podcast that's all we are we don't pretend to be anything else we do not pass go we do not collect 200 like <laughs> we're just a podcast what oh thank you d- just linked it to me we thank go you. directly to jail right exactly yeah <laughs> you know because what's irritating is I don't want to pay for YouTube red that like 10 bucks a month. So I can listen to the videos like with the screen off. off. Yeah. I'm too cheap for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, but something that I'm excited for me too. I'm super pumped. And I know you're excited for, we finally got the next battlefield announcement. Finally. (laughs) Right. And it's called battlefield 2042. Um, for me, it so, it sounds to me like they're trying to bring us back to Battlefield Two, mm-hmm. where it was like complete war mayhem, in yeah. um, that in chaos. And that trailer was insane. So, yeah. So Nick, do you want to read what
1: the game is um, like the description? Yes, please. Absolutely. So Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Actually, before this, if you haven't seen the battle battlefield 2042 trailer pause the podcast open up you know whatever youtube i guess app go watch it and then come back yes i'll i'll wait go go right ahead (laughs) (laughs) all right don't do it if you're driving obviously matt but (laughs) pull over watch (laughs) the video it's like five minutes and then come back and it's an insane five minutes it's an insane five minutes so Now that you're back after watching, Battlefield 2042 marks the return of the iconic all-out warfare of the franchise. Adapt and overcome dynamically changing battlegrounds with the help of your squad and a cutting-edge arsenal. With support for 128 players, prepare for an unprecedented scale on vast environments. Take on massive experiences from updated multiplayer modes like Conquest and Breakthrough to the all-new Hazard Zone. One hundred and twenty-eight players. That is
0: insane. Yeah, how many people are in Warzone?
2: About one hundred fifty.
0: I think about yeah, one hundred fifty. Right, but Warzone, there's not as much going on as this game. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> certainly not.
2: Especially the level of destruction that Battlefield has become known for, and yeah. they kind of, they kind of lulled on that with uh, Battlefield Five. Though it is still there. Um, this is going to take it to the next level.
1: So there's a, a lot of really cool things that happen in the trailer. I think one of my favorite things is like sort of a meme. It's the guy, it's two planes fighting each other, right? And one guy <laughs> yeah. jumps out, parachutes, raw, hits the second plane with a rocket launcher, then gets back in his plane. Cause that's something people would do in Battlefield games all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, cause they used to do that way back in the day for Battlefield two. Yeah, exactly. Battlefield three all the time. People would <laughs> be flying a plane, jump out, Rocket launch. rocket launch the other plane they were fighting then get back in their own plane it was awesome So for me,
0: I'm excited for something new mm-hmm. um, from it what I'm really curious of is so when they say all out warfare so I'm not I'm gonna this is gonna be so on battlefield. I'm not a big fan of the big matches where there's tanks and helicopters and everything all at once. Like, I kind of like it very simple. Like, in Call of Duty, I like domination. You go capture a point, which is conquest in this game. Or, no, what, is the, what do they call it in Battlefield? Oh, conquest. Where you capture the points? Yeah. They, yeah. Where there's like
1: five or seven of them or something. But. Right.
0: But I'm not a big fan of when there's like the jet airplanes and all of like the vehicles in yeah. the game. That's not my style, but what is really intriguing to me about this new game is that they're calling something hazard mode, Mm -hmm. the hazard map. I wonder if that's going to be their battle royale. Well, no. So it's a squad up and drop down into the hazard zone and all new high stakes multiplayer experience. Stay tuned for more
2: information coming later in the year.
1: I bet you that's their, um, their battle royale.
2: It sounds like it. It sounds like an almost Apex style, like squad up. Right. But you're, you're,
1: in, a, you're in a squad, you're dropping in. There's it also the hazard some, zone is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Like, it,
2: it could also be something a lot smaller than that, too. Um, if they do have a battle royale and it's not free to play, it's not going to go well. Like battle royales are expected to be free to play. And if you don't offer that, sorry, buddy. Your game's done for.
1: That's a
0: good point. Yeah. Well, I feel like in the world we live in, you have to have a battle royale. Maybe yeah, not pretty right much. at the start. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, uh, honestly, I know people that don't even, that, that didn't used to buy the Call of Duty game every year. Yeah. But now because Warzone is just free to play and it's the same engine and the same map, they they're like, what do I need to buy the new Call of Duty for?
2: Right, it goes the opposite direction because I played Warzone and I was like, "Man, this is great! I'm going to buy the new Call of Duty." (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Which is what I did, literally. Like I'd never played a Call of Duty game before, jumped into Warzone, and I was like, "This is fantastic!" And then I got right into Call of Duty uh, Cold War. Sure,
1: Uh, I
0: love Cold War. Um, the other the other thing is um what i'm hearing about all out warfare and what they're saying these environmental hazards like i feel like that's going to be something that has never been done in the sense of the maps are going to change not only from you know the
2: yeah levolution like
0: like like yeah the levolution where you know spot a when you start off could be sunny and warm and beautiful and then you once you take it like we saw like
1: a tornado coming that's exactly what I want to just comment on I have the trailer pulled up now yeah there's a literal like category 5 tornado that goes yes. through and like it, this downtown area
2: it but it's completely is random to the tornado you may get into a game mode where the tornado doesn't come in. You may get it to where it completely gets destroyed, and it is non-mapped, so it is completely random. It may hit one part. It may hit another part. You can't predict it.
1: Sounds, how do you, how that do you know awesome.
2: that? Uh, they just did uh, like a Q&A on that. Oh, okay.
1: Well, that's really cool.
2: Right? <laughs> Talk
1: <laughs> about like increasing destruction. I love that.
0: And I feel like, believe it or not, I feel like this this battlefield has to be good to yeah. save the franchise mm-hmm. yeah um, I, I
2: made a video on that specific topic like because of the the struggles that dice has had for the last few years i mean battlefield one was a really good success really well-developed game but then they had battlefield five which was it underperformed by a lot of standards they've said it themselves and then you have the controversy around battlefront 2 and then there was there was a little bit of a me- response to Battlefront twenty fifteen. So there's there's been a lot of ups and downs on Dice's history. So they have to nail this game really, really well. So that's why they've got four development companies working on this game. They uh, they nixed the campaign,
1: which is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't love that. I think you should definitely have a campaign. But I'm of what, two what,
2: minds. So the world of world of multiplayer games is. The reality is, ten to fifteen to twenty percent of people play the campaigns. That's it. Most people go there for the multiplayer, and I understand it from Battlefield's perspective because they've only had really like one, like really stand out campaign experience. It's not their strong suit, and for this game to survive, it it hinges on the success of the multiplayer. Now, what I've loved the campaign? Yes, obviously, the the storyline that they've got on their website already. Like, oh, my gosh, why didn't they make a campaign? Like the whole the whole timeline they have is like, how did we get to this point?
1: Mm. I
0: see. I do agree in hearing you say that. I do agree with you. But here's my thing. I remember Battlefield 3's campaign and Battlefield Bad Company too. Mm-hmm. Those campaigns were awesome. Like Battlefield 3, when you went down into the train station, and that was when like the graphics were really changing, I think, for me, where I was just like, wow, this game is beautiful. And you saw a flashlight all the way from the other side, and then you saw like four or five, and they were spreading out, like the AI was mm-hmm. spreading out. I was like, oh, my God, shit's about <laughs> to go down. Yep. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. The other thing I never understood is and maybe this would hurt a game, but what if they released a game with just the campaign available for the first week? So then every, and then like the actual multiplayer unlocks a week later. So if like the people who want to play the campaign, they can play it for the first week. And after that, it's no holes barred multiplayer
1: or option B release the campaign later. Yeah, that is an option, Put it <laughs> um... but it's got to cost a lot to make a campaign. I I don't know that but I'd imagine so yeah versus yeah.
0: just a multiplayer
1: yeah i or at least about as much if you have like a giant multiplayer uh, yeah, that's complicated i don't think there's
2: it. an experience of where there's one that costs more than the other um at this stage they already have the assets made which is the big push hmm. uh, because in most most, in most game development they work on the story last um we had the writers of Battlefront 2's campaign, uh, Walt Williams and Mitch Dyer on the podcast. Wow. And I was asking them kind of like the process of it. He said, yeah, normally the writers of the game are brought in much later in the development process because the multiplayer and the asset creation and the actual gameplay is what they work on the longest. And then they bring those into... uh, the form of the the campaign and they they were there was things that they cut from battlefront two's campaign because of uh, just they weren't able to implement it in the the engine or they weren't able to implement it in the time frame that they had it um or just wouldn't work out for what they they intended
1: that makes sense yeah that the creating all those polygons and animations and maps well not the maps necessarily but you know what I'm trying to say the assets must take a tremendous amount of time and having them like be able to properly interact with each other and the physics and things like that Mm -hmm. that's got to be exhausting but I'm excited about this
2: me too so I'm I'm so pumped for that massive scale
0: (laughs) alright so it says a decade of chaos it's 2031 10 years is all it took to bring the world to the brink rising sea levels Collapsing economies, broken alliances, and and the headlines keep rolling in. October 9th, twenty thirty three, Hurricane Zeta, the world's first Category six storm. January eleventh, twenty thirty four, global food fuel shortages spark the second Great Depression. Whoa. August eighth, twenty thirty five, European Union officially disbands following Germany's collapse. Whoa um it's saying more oh, okay yeah the rise of the nopats left behind the displaced band together into ragtag fleets in search of safe harbor there are families farmers doctors engineers and soldiers the once privileged and the once impoverished with backgrounds that are worlds apart forced together determined to survive the media calls them the non patriated yeah they call themselves the No, no
1: Pass. Interesting. Wow, this is pretty crazy, right? <laughs> like that gets such detail. Yeah, the new normal in 2037. Humanity adapts the new adapts to the new normal. Revolutions in energy, desert irrigation, hydraulic levees, and seawalls save coastal cities, reclaim farmland, and rebuild supply chains. Hope of finding stability leads to some nations reopening their borders. However. With no way to repatriate 1.2 billion people, Nopats become a permanent fixture in all economic, military, and social policymaking. Many Nopats are still distrustful of the government that exiled them and refuse refuse calls to re assimilate. Nopats leaders emerge, inspiring a new identity unbound to formal national former nationality, drawing a line in the sand between the old world and the new normal. Hashtag we are no pads becomes a rallying cry amidst <laughs> amidst the world rebuilding sparks for friction uh, uh, sparks of friction erupt between the U.S. and Russia as the last two superpowers who both vie for control of this fast changing world. What
0: happened to China?
1: I don't know. Apparently they China. picked they picked uh, they picked Russia as the big bads. So the blackout <laughs> of twenty forty. A sudden space debris storm creates a Kessler effect, causing 70% or more of all orbiting satellites to malfunction and crash to Earth. Whoa, the cause is unknown. The subsequent blackout causes mass devastation. Planes crash. Communication grids collapse. Already jammed global supply chains come to a standstill. Prices of oil, grain, coal coal skyrocket exponentially. I love this line here unsubstantiated claims report over 100,000 lives are lost. I feel like that's probably more than that. Uh, A world on the (laughs) brink goes over the...
2: Maybe a little more.
1: Maybe a little more. Uh, We have never seen this type of thing before. Uh, This one right here. (laughs) A world on the brink goes over the edge. No internet, no navigation, no surveillance, no storm forecasts. Geopolitical distrust surges overnight. No one can spy on each other, so no one can trust each other. Both Russia and the US <laughs> claim the other is responsible for the blackout, while some suspect no-pats are behind it and accuse them of trying to stow, to sow anarchy. Former military and combat-trained specialists among the no-pats rise up into armed task forces to defend themselves as tensions arise. The brink of war. A flood, a sorry, a food and fuel shortage ignites a shadow war between the US and Russia. To maintain plausible deniability, both sides field Nopats task forces as proxies in escalating conflicts over resources, promising the refugees a piece of what's left. So now it's 2042. Open Whoa. war is imminent. Nopats have no choice but to choose sides, fighting for not a flag, not for a flag, but fair for. Oh my God, let me redo that. <clears throat> Sorry. 2042. Open war is imminent. Nopats have no choice but to choose sides, fighting not for a flag, But for their future, their war is your story, and then you can click join the fight to join the fight. Join the fight and choose your platform. I'm invested. This sounds great. Holy
0: shit! So, just so everybody (laughs) listening to the show knows, I have not read that. I didn't either. I read that. I saved all of this for this podcast because I wanted it to be as
1: genuine as possible. I'm so hyped. I was. I'm always a little skeptical on like the future the game set in the future but this sounds really cool well
0: does it feel like it's hitting home like the shit's real
1: yes Okay. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. also yes <laughs> like gas prices are on the rise huh? food check. is going up check. inflation is happening check like there's a lot of things happening right now check. like borders Guys, are closed we can't my go to games Canada games anymore in their real life <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there was um somebody said there was like a show that they
1: had to change like the plot on because it was, it was uh Falcon and the winter soldier. Cause they had a whole virus. Um, uh, yeah. Sub <laughs> subplot line. And they cut it all because COVID and they were like, Disney was like, ah, oh, we probably don't want to have,
2: maybe we shouldn't highlight this. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> but, um,
0: and on June 13th, which is three days from now. Yep. Uh, two days. If you're listening, on yeah. when we actually release it. On exactly. Friday. Um, they're going to give us a gameplay trailer, which I'm super excited for. Cause I'm really curious to see on, I know the art style, but the gameplay style. Yeah. Cause I feel like battlefront one played differently than battlefront three. I mean, battlefield three, which played different than battlefield five
1: in Battlefield mm-hmm. One.
0: Yes. Um, like, I feel like they all had their own style. Like, yes, it was, battlefield but i felt like
1: each one touched a different style i agree um i think my favorite of the recent ones is definitely still battlefield one yeah i feel like it was really nicely balanced in things and
2: it was it took creative liberties with the the time frame but not too much i was just yeah. talking with a friend of mine on this um and they they took it a little too far with battlefield five and i think they were very reserved with battlefield one in just the right ways
1: yeah i i feel like they took just enough creative liberties to where like it's a suspension of disbelief type of thing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, exactly and i didn't mind it i thought it still played like you knew you were in world war one and technology wasn't quite as good as you know later wars but it wasn't like so much so that it was inhibiting gameplay if that makes sense um marcus what i was trying to hand gesture to you is um i think i saw somewhere in what we were looking at the release date was like october something october 22nd october 22nd 2021
2: yeah boom which with a uh early early access on october 15th which is my birthday so i'm gonna be enjoying a great birthday present
0: (laughs) his birthday is gonna be spent not sleeping. He's gonna do a twenty four hour stream of just playing Battlefront. I yes. I've
2: already lined up a bunch of my creator friends and uh we're gonna be launching a, a stream on that day. We're gonna all all hop in together, all stream together, and uh it's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, and for me, I'm excited because it's going to come out before the new Call of Duty, as per usu. Yep. Um so there's going to be a lot of people that are playing this. And I feel like they're going to definitely, this game is definitely going to get some traction because the other thing I always say, call of duty's demise, but it's not really their demise. Cause they make, they print money is they come out with one every year mm-hmm. where if, I feel like battlefield is going to be good because this is going to be around for two years before the next one or maybe three two to three years and i feel like it's going to be like people are going to feel like okay i can invest time into this game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um so right away they've named one two three four five six seven seven maps and they are pretty sweet
2: yeah i'm really looking forward to it
0: well antarctica they're all over the
2: place yeah and like, oh, I, I, this was, uh, hearing about the hype around Battlefield, I was like, okay, really want to, really, I'm really hyped about it. But I also see Star Wars is possibly for gaming, maybe another year away before we start to really see the stuff fruition, maybe even two before stuff really gets going. Mm-hmm. And Battlefield is a really, uh, cherished franchise of mine. I, I, I really, I'm really hyped to start covering this, and we're going to be launching a specific Battlefield podcast. We're going to record the first episode in nine days. Um, so, wow! I'm super excited for that. Wait, so it's
0: going to be the up Battlefield uplink?
2: Possibly. We're still lo- we still tossing around different ideas for the name, um, but it will be under the uplink banner. So we'll have Star Wars uplink, uh, which will cover broad Star Wars gaming. And, uh, we've been, star- I've been highlighting some of the women creators in, uh, Star Wars gaming community. And that's been really fun. And then we're going to, de- uh, deep dive into the older Star Wars games. Had my girlfriend on the podcast. And we we're talking about Republic Commando, uh, cause that's a game that we both really enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, so we'll, we'll have Star Wars Uplink as, uh, the podcast will stay Star Wars gaming. And then we'll also launch a separate podcast for Battlefield.
0: But it's all going to, you're going to upload it all through the Uplink channel.
2: Yes. It won't so, be separate. Yeah, it'll be a, a network, basically.
0: Oh, awesome. So, that's smart. Awesome. Well, that's fantastic. Tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Yeah, so that'll be uh all of all of the Battlefield stuff is going to be housed on the YouTube channel as well as the, uh, on each. We'll probably do two videos a week on Star Wars gaming. So one will be the podcast itself, which you can listen to in full on the YouTube channel, as well as uh, all the places you can find podcasts. And then uh, we'll have a separate uh video specifically on any specific topic or a snippet from the podcast and then the rest of the stuff will be battlefield that'll be youtube.com slash uplink podcast
1: what are you guys
0: talking about in
1: here find out next episode of working, working class nerds